Welcome to Zichu Dav Simanim, I'm Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're in Sechus Psachim, Dav Kuf Dalad, the 10th parak, Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Hamavdil Sarashi Yomer Me'in Chasima, Samach Chasima So. One who recites Havdal must recite in the body of the bracha near its conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's conclusion. But the people of Pumadisa say, he must recite near its conclusion a clause similar to the Bracha's opening words. They were asked what the nafkamina is between the two, and answers, it's a case of Yantiv that falls after Shabbos, where the Chasima of the Bracha is Ben Kodesh Kodesh. According to the one who holds Me'ein nothing particular needs to be added, whereas according to the one who holds Me'ein Chasimasan, one is required to say the additional words of Ben Kedusha Shabbos and Kedusha Yamtav Hivdalta. Between the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yantav, you have separated. Point number two, Rabbi Yishub and Levi said, HaMavdil Amuros One who recites Havdala must state separations that are similar to the separations mentioned in the Torah itself. The more challenges whether this is required based on a price that teaches Havdala's Heach, how are the separations one recites in Havdala said? So one says, Hamavdil ben Karshachol, ben Orla Choshach, ben Yisrael Ramim, ben Yom Hashvi, Oshesimayamasa, ben Tamil Latar, ben Hayam Lechorava, between the sea and the dry land, ben Maim El Yonim, or Maim Hatachtonim, between the upper waters and the lower waters, ben Kohanim Ulavim, Yisraelim. Now, if Havdalah can only include separations that were mentioned in the Torah, we do not find Havdalah mentioned in reference to between the sea and the land. So the Gemara answers that that clause was an error, and in order to have the requisite seven separations, the clause of Kohanim Levim V'Yisraelim is a combination of two things. It refers to a separation between Levim V'Yisraelim, as it's written, based that he heaved to Hashem as Shevet HaLevi. At that time, Hashem separated Shevet Levi. And it also refers to a further separation between Kohanim and Levim, as it's written, B'nei Amram Aaron Moshe B'yibadel Aaron L'Hakdisho Kodesh Kadashim. The sons of Amram, Aaron and Moshe, and Aaron was separated to sanctify him as holy of holies, and he and his children. And point number three, Abraise teaches that a bracha must generally contain the word baruch once at the beginning and again at the end. Exceptions to this rule are birchaz mitzvahs, the bracha over mitzvahs, which does not end with baruch. The Rashbam explains that this is because these brachas are short. Birchaz aperos, the bracha over fruit or other fruits, which does not end with baruch. Ubrachas muchel chaverta, a bracha that immediately follows another one, which does not begin with Baruch. The Rosh Bum gives the brachas of Shemun Esri as an example and indicates that such groups of brachas are considered like one bracha. And finally, bracha Krishma and the bracha that follows Krishma, which does not begin with Baruch. The Rosh Bum explains that this bracha is considered to immediately follow the bracha that preceded Krishma, because one may not interrupt between Krishma and the bracha that follows it. So once again, the three points are number one, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Hamavdil Yomer Me'in Chasima, one who recites, Abdallah must recite in the body of the bracha near his conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's conclusion. But the people of Bumadisa say, He must recite near his conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's opening words. Now the Gemara asks what the nafkamina is between the two, and answers, it's the case of Yantif that falls after Shabbos, where the chasima of the bracha is, Ben Kodesh le Kodesh. According to the one who holds Me'in Sichasan, nothing particular needs to be added. Whereas according to the one who holds Me'in Chasimasan, one is required to say the additional words of Ben Kedusha Shabbos and Kedusha's Yantav Hivdalta. Between the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yantav, you have separated. Point number two, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Hamavdil Sarashi Yomer Me'in Chavdalas Hamuras Batora. 
one who recites Havdalah must state separations that are similar to the separations mentioned in the Torah itself. The more challenges whether this is required based on a Bryce that teaches Havdalah's Hayach, how are the separations one recites in Havdalah said? So one says, between the sea and the dry land, between the upper waters and the lower waters, now, Havdalah can only include separations that were mentioned in the Torah. We do not find Havdalah mentioned in reference to between the sea and the land. So the Gemara answers that that clause was an error, and in order to have the requisite seven separations, the clause of Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim is a combination of two things. It refers to a separation between Levim and Yisraelim, as it's written, At that time, Hashem separated Shevet Halevi. And it also refers to a further separation between Kohanim and Levim, as it's written, The sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moshe, and Aaron was separated to sanctify him as holy of holies, he and his children. And point number three, a Bryce teaches that a bracha must generally contain the word Baruch, once at the beginning and once at the end. Exceptions to this rule are Birchas and Mitzvahs, the brach over Mitzvahs, which does not end with Baruch. Rashbam explains that this is because these brachas are short. Birchas of Peros, the brach over fruit or other foods, which does not end with Baruch. Bracha smucha a bracha that immediately follows another one, which does not begin with Baruch. The Rashbam gives the brachas of Shimon Esri as an example and indicates that such groups of brachas are considered like one bracha. And bracha achron should be Kriyashma, and the bracha that follows Kriyashma, which does not begin with Baruch. The Rashbam explains that this bracha is considered to immediately follow the bracha that preceded Krishma, because one may not interrupt between Krishma and the bracha that follows it. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Duff Kuftalad, and our standard simon is code. Code. So here goes. The Cohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Avdallah before the bracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi, and to only say bracha is that day where the word Baruch is not recited both at the beginning. And at the end, once again in slow motion, the Cohen who discovered the secret code, code, that must be more enough, Kuftalit. The Cohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Avdallah before the Bracha, which reminds us, review to said in the name of Shmuel, Hamavdil Zarashi Yomer Me'in Chasima, Sama Chasima, so one who recites, Abdallah must recite in the body of the bracha near its conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's conclusion, but the people of Pumadisa say, He must recite near its conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's opening words. The Gemara asks what the nafkamina is between the two, and the answer is it's the case of Yantav that falls after Shabbos, where the chasima of the bracha is, being Kodesh or Kodesh. According to the one who holds Me'in Pesichasan, nothing particular needs to be added. Whereas according to the one who holds Me'in Chasimasan, one is required to say the additional words of Ben Kedush Shabbos and Kedush Yantav Hivdalta. Between the Kedush of Shabbos and the Kedush of Yantav, you have separated. So the Kohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Havdal before the Baracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi. Which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, that one who recites Havdal must state separations that are similar to the separations mentioned in the Torah itself. But the Gemara challenges this based on a price that teaches that with Havdal, one says, between the sea and the land, now if Havdal can only include separations that were mentioned in the Torah, we don't find Havdal mentioned in reference to the between the sea and the land. So the Gemara answer is that that clause was an error, and in order to have the requisite seven separations, the clause of Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim is a combination of two things. 
It refers to a separation between Levim and Yisraelim, as it's written, Be'isahi, Hivdo Hashem es Shevet Halevi. At that time, Hashem separated Shevet Halevi, and it also refers to a further separation between Kohanim and Levim, as it's written, B'nei Amram, Aaron, Moshe, Yibada, Aaron, Kedisho, Kodesh, Kadashim. The sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moshe, and Aaron were separated to sanctify him as a holy of holies, he and his children. So the Kohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Havdalah before the Baracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi and to only say Barachas that day where the word Baruch is not recited both at the beginning and at the end. Which reminds us, Abraisa teaches that a Baracha must generally contain the word Baruch once at the beginning and again at the end. Exceptions to this rule are Birchas of Mitzvahs, Birchas of Peros, a bracha smuchel chaverta, a bracha that immediately follows another one which does not begin with baruch. The Rajbam gives the brachas of Shmona Esri as an example and indicates that such groups of brachas are considered like one bracha. And the bracha chron should be kriyashma, and the bracha that follows kriyashma, which does not begin with baruch. Rajbam explains that this bracha is considered to immediately follow the bracha that preceded kriyashma, because one may not interrupt between kriyashma and the bracha that follows it. So once again, the Kohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Havdalah before the Baracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi and to only say Barachas that day where the word Baruch was not recited both at the beginning and at the end. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back Hazara. Dav Kuf. So the similar Dav Kuf is a monkey. So here goes. The circus monkeys. Monkeys, that must mean we're on Dav Kuf. The circus monkeys were trained to let people continue eating a meal they began before Mincha Erev Shabbos, which reminds us as Malchuk's whether somebody began a meal before Mincha on Erev Shabbos is allowed to continue eating after Shabbos begins. Review maintains Mabsikim Shabbosos, we interrupt for Shabbosos, Rabbi Yossi argues, aim Mabsikim, we do not interrupt. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the person must stop the meal, remove the table, and recite Birch Zamazon. The reason is that a meal must be brought to the table for the honor of Shabbos, or because the eating after nightfall would be viewed as an extension of the weekday meal. Tosos explained, according to Rabbi Yossi, he need not interrupt the meal, for the eating after nightfall is considered one of the Shabbos meals. The Kiddush that would be recited immediately afterwards is viewed as having been recited upon that meal. The Gemara relates to Rabbi Shemgamuyah, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yossi. But once eating meal together when Shabbos began, a discussion ensued about whether they should interrupt the meal or not, and eventually, they did not move from there until they established the halacha, according to Rabbi Yossi. So the circus monkeys were trained to let people continue eating a meal. They began before Mincha of Shabbos, and knew to cover the table with a cloth before Kiddush, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce that Venus as Shulchan El Inkin Kiddush. We do not bring out the table on which the Friday night meal will be eaten unless one already made Kiddush. And if it was brought out early, he should spread out a cloth over it and make Kiddush. Roshbam, citing the Shi'otos, explains that bringing out the table after Kiddush shows that the meal is served in honor of Shabbos and covering the table is like removing it. Tosos note that nowadays where it's customary for everybody to eat together on a large table, it's not practical to bring the table out after Kiddush. Therefore, it's our custom to set the table with chalas before Kiddush, but to cover them until after Kiddush. So the circus monkeys, who were trained to let people continue eating a meal they began before Mincha Erev Shabbos, and knew to cover the table with a cloth before Kiddush, would throw bananas at anyone who tried to start a meal before Mincha. Erev Pesach. Which reminds us, on Daf Tzadi Tesham and Basic, more brought up Machokas between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi regarding beginning a meal during the afternoon on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantav. Here, the Gemara cites two prices about this Machokas. One of them teaches Shavin She'ein Maschilin, they are in agreement that we may not begin. And the second one stated Shavin She'ein they are in agreement that we may begin. And the Gemara explained that Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi agree that we may not begin a meal on Erev Pesach, close to Mincha, as the first mission of the Perak taught, and they agree that we may begin a meal Erev Shabbos and Erev Yantav before the ninth hour. Of the day. Daf Kufalv. So the similar Daf Kufalv is a bird caller going, caw, caw. So here it goes. After Kiddush was recited in Shul at the bird caller's convention, bird caller's convention, that must be more on Daf Kufalv. 
After Kiddush was recited in Shul at the Bird Callers Convention, partisans made Kiddush B'makam Suda, which reminds us that the Gemara brings Malchalukas between Rabbi and Shmuel about the Kiddush that was customarily made by the Shulich Sibor and the Beis Knesset on Friday night, whether one has fulfilled his Kiddush obligation. Rav says one does fulfill his Chiv, and Rashbam explains that Rav holds that it's not necessary for Kiddush to be recited together with the Shabbos meal. And Shmuel says one has not fulfilled his Chiv because he holds in Kiddush Al-Bamakam Suda. Kiddush is only a place where there's a meal. The Rashbam explains that Shmuel derives this principle from the Pasuk of Karasu Shabbos Onik, and he should proclaim the Shabbos Adelite. In the place where Shabbos is proclaimed, meaning where Kiddush is recited, there should be delight, meaning the Shabbos meal. Alternatively, since Kiddush must be recited over wine, it's fitting that it be recited over wine, drunk at a meal. So after Kiddush was recited in Shul at the Bird Callers Convention, participants made Kiddush, B'makam Suda, and then fought around the corners of the room meeting each other without making another bracha, which reminds the Rav and Shmuel both taught that someone who makes Kiddush in the base Knesset must say a new bracha before drinking wine at home. The Gemara supports this from a Bryce that states, Shinui makam Shinui yain ein If there's a change in location, one must say a new bracha. If there's a change in wine, one need not say a new bracha. Rav Chisa says in the name Rav Huna, that a change of location creates a new bracha requirement only if one went mabayis abayis from one house to another, and not if one went mamakam mamakam from one place to another within the house. So after Kiddush was reciting the shul at the bird callers convention, participants made Kiddush b'makam suda, and then flooded around the corners of the room meeting each other without making another bracha, with the intent to fly back and conclude their meal in their original setting. Which reminds us, Rav Chista adds, that a change of location does not create a new bracha rishona requirement if the bracha was said over the varim hatuunim bracha lacharen bimkoman, things that need a bracha achron in their place, that is, where the food was eaten, because someone who eats a food of this type, the kiva kamahada, returns to his original setting. The Rajbam explains that he's continuing with his original meal. Since he's obligated to return to his original place, to recite a bracha achrona, or to continue his meal in a second place, which will enable him to recite the bracha achrona there, his leaving does not constitute a conclusion of the meal. Rather, what he eats in the second place is seen as a continuation of his meal. Rav Sheshis disagrees and says that these foods are also subject to the lachas of Shinui Makom. Dav Kufbeis. So the simmer Dav Kufbeis is a cave. So here goes. The Chaverim in the cave. Cave. That must be one Dav Kufbeis. The Chaverim in the cave remained at the table while their friends went to Daven, which reminds us that there's a Malchus being the Tanakam of Yudah if members of a group that were eating together left the table well, they have to make a bracha grona when they leave and a bracha rishon when they return. The Tanakhama says they do not, and Rebuda says they do not only if they had left some members of the table. So the chaverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Davin unbundled two cups, one for birchaz and mazon and the other for kiddush. Which reminds us that we had learned before that according to Rabbi Yossi, someone who was eating a meal when it became Shabbos may continue to eat without interrupting for Kiddush. The Gemara cites a bright that teaches that according to Yossi, when the person eventually finishes his meal, he should say Birchaz Mazan over one cup of wine and then Kiddush over another. The Gemara asks why Birchaz Mazan and Kiddush cannot both be said over the same cup. Rav Nachman Bar Yisak explains, chavilos because we do not do mitzvahs and bundles. The Rajmam explains that someone who does this indicates that mitzvahs are burdensome for him. So the chaverim in the cave who remained at the table while their friends went to Davin unbundled two cups, one for Birchaz and Mazan and the other for Kiddush, leaving a third cup for Yantav Mosi Shabbos to be used for Havdalah and Kiddush. Which reminds the Gemara challenged the rule of Ein Osi Mitzvahs Chavilos Chavilos, noting that when Yantav falls on Mosi Shabbos, Kiddush and Havdalah are said over the same cup of wine, even on the first night of Yantav when one certainly has more than one cup of wine. The Gemara answers, Havdalah Kiddush Chadam Milsihi. 
Havdalah and Kiddush are one thing, so there is therefore nothing wrong with saying both of these over a single cup of wine. The Rishbam explains that both Havdalah and Kiddush are based on the Kedusha of the Yom Tovim, and the holiness of the incoming Yantav is even mentioned in the wording of Havdalah. Daf Kuf Gimel, so the symbol of Kuf Gimel is Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes. The award-winning Yaknehaz Yerushalmi Kugel, Yerushalmi Kugel, that must be more on Daf Kuf Gimel. The award-winning Yaknehaz Yerushalmi Kugel, presented in honor of the departing king, which reminds us that Rav says the order of the Baruch is when Motsu Shabbos is the Yantav, when no Shechianu is said, is Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalah. The Rashbam explains that Rav holds Kedush Hazayom Adifa Mahavdalah, that being Makadish a new holy day is inherently more significant than escorting a departing one with Havdalah. Alternatively, the one who first recites Havdalah makes it appear as if he's in a rush to rid himself of Shabbos. Shmuel says, Yain Ner Havdalah Kiddush. The Rashbam explains that Shmuel holds that Havdalah should precede Kiddush. He mentions the Mashal that more brings later on of Lamelk Shiyotze Vafarkavus Nichnas to a departing king in a Duke. First one escorts the king, which in our case is Shabbos through Havdalah, and then greets the duke, which is Yantav through Kiddush. The Gemara cites several more opinions about the order in which these brachas should be said. Abai and Rava, as explained by the Rajbam, agree with Rav's opinion, but disagree where to insert Zman, the brach of Shechianu, when it also is to be said. Abai says, Yain Kiddush ner Zman Havdalah, and Rava says, Yak Nahaz, Yain Kiddush ner Havdalah and Zman. So the award-winning Yak Nahaz Yerushalmi Kugel presented in honor of the departing king who made a bracha every time he drank a cup of wine, which reminds us, Amemer Marzut and Ravashi were once eating a meal together. Amemer said the bracha of each time he drank another cup of wine. Marzutra said the bracha once over the first cup he drank, and a second time over the cup he said Birchaz Amazan over, and Ravashi only said the bracha over the first cup he drank. Amemar explained that each time he drank a cup, he decided it would be his last, but then changed his mind. Marzutra explained, Marzutra explained that he held like the Talmudim of Rav, who maintained that merely declaring one's intention to say Birchaz Amazan makes it forbidden to drink before saying a new bracha Rishona. Ravashi explained that he disagreed with the Talmudim of Rav. So the award-winning Yak Nahaz Yerushalmi Kugel, presented in honor of the departing king, who made a bracha every time he drank a cup of wine, had seven distinctions in its shape and flavor. Which reminds us, when Rav began reciting Havdal, he said, HaMavdil ben Kodesh Lecho ben Oro Choshech ben Yisrael Amim ben Yom Hashvi Lecho when Ryakov Bar Adav heard him, he asked him why he said all of them. When Rabbi said the name of Rav, that Rabbi Yudah Nasi would only say, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Rav explained that he holds like Rabbi Gazer in the name of Rav Hoshia, who said that the lowest number of separations that one may mention of Dal is three, and the highest number is seven. When Rav Yaakov Bar Abba counted that Rav said neither three or seven, Rav answered that the fourth separation of Ben Yom HaShvi does not count towards his Torah because it's Me'en HaChasima. It's similar to the Brachas. Conclusion. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Brachas Shabbos and Erevin. Number one. Which Daphne B'machok has Rav and Shmuel whether there's a Chiyuv of Kiddush B'machmusuda? That's on Daph. Kufalov. Good. Number two. Which Daphne when that one makes Kiddush and Havdalah on the same cup of wine when Yantav is Motsu Shabbos because Kiddush B'Havdalah Chada Milsehi? That's on Daph. Kufbeis. Good. Number three. Which Daphne when that two of the seven Havdalahs mentioned in the Torah that are part of Havdalah is the Havdal between Levim and Yisraelim and between Levim and Kohanim? That's on Daph. Kuftalot. Good. Number four. Which Daphne when the one needs to make a new bracha for Shinui Makum from bias to bias, but not from one Makum to another in the same house? That's on Duff. Kuftalot. Good. Number five. Which Daphne when the Kohen Rabbi Yossi one makes a Birchaz Amazon and Kiddush on two separate cups because Ein Osi Mitzvah's Chavilos Chavilos? That's on Duff. 
Kubeis. Good number six. Where the Havdal requires Me'ain Chasima or Me'ain Pasicha Samachasima Sam. That's on Dav. Kufdal. Good number seven. Which Dafi Makokas, where Rav says the brachas of Kiddush precede Havdal of Mosi Shabbos is a Yantav, whereas Shmuel says Havdal comes before Kiddush. That's on Dav. Kuf Gimel. Good number eight. Which Dafi that even the poorest must require to be given Arbakosos for the Seder? That's on Dav. Sadi Tez. Good. Number nine. Which Dafi that Rav says that he holds like Rabbi Ezra, who said in the Ravoshia, that the lowest number of separations in Havdal is three, and the highest number is seven? That's on Dav. Kuf Gimel. Good. Number 10. Which Dr. Gimel that there are four exceptions to the general rule that brachas must contain bark at the beginning and at the end? That's on Duff. Kuf Dal. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number 1. Which Dr. Gimel that the halakha follows the machria, the mediator? That's on Duff. Lama and Shabbos. Good. Number 2. Which Dr. we discuss a makum shvisa on top of a closet? That's on Duff. Lama Dalad Nervin. Good. And number three, which other one about Shnai Mikra Ve'echa Targum? That's on Duff. Chesem Brachas. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.